Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago, and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com. And use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo Decoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, Endo Aligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeca Soft Gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeca Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. Right over the number one cannabis podcast on YouTube, at least for the industry when it comes up. Today's big story has to do with Schedule 3. We're going to do a pretty thorough deep dive until it's 20 past the hour and 420 somewhere on what broke uh, and we want to give big shouts out to uh, Shane Pennington and um, what's Mr. Zorn another Zorn attorney uh, they broke something on their on drugs subscript which is paywalled but they leaked all of these things they got pursuant to their uh, FOIA request and they also had to file a lawsuit uh, about what's going to happen with schedule three and of course if you believe even the THCA flower really doesn't matter because then like all of this is window dressing as opposed to what is actually happening in cannabis legalization, you know, like when you're trying to actually legalize it as, as opposed to exploit a failed definitional in the 2018 farm bill. Uh, we have some big news besides that. Uh, stuff out of the DEA, stuff out of Homegrow and Ohio, because Ohio is now legal. Um, of course, provided that you don't believe in the THCA loophole and you think that legalizing weed means that you make it not being a crime to have weed in your state. Our state, for example, only one ounce. And if you're count for an ounce and a half, they will charge you with possession of an ounce and a half, even though an ounce is legal. And, and so this is why I don't like the THCA hemp loophole. Change the fucking laws, guys. Uh, so let's get in the trending news of the week, which really is this Schedule 3 update. And then we're going to do a whole bunch more cannabis legalization news. Thank you so much for tuning in. Subscribe, like it, throw us some super chats if you want to talk to us while we're live. Let's bring on Miggy and get to trending stories. Miggy. I love your frustration with like the layers of the law and like even some of it, how it enables our 
potential financial freedom, blah, blah, blah. But uh, uh, yeah, it, man. It, it enables and it eviscerates. And so mm. like uh, one of the things that we're probably going to be starting to do and, and it's the, the most lawyery thing ever. So like tune into the channel. I'll do one about like why this loophole sucks. And then the next one will argue the exact opposite position and start <laughs> selling like uh, products into uh, North Carolina, into Tennessee, into Texas, where THCA hemp is just the de facto dispensary that they get to have now uh, sucks, but you know, we have some real legalization yeah. news about what happened uh, in like, this came out on Thursday when I was up in Chicago. Yeah. And I want to spend, yeah, yeah. And I, I so I want to spend like the, the next like 14 minutes really kind of going over this. I want to yeah. zoom in on it so we can have it in, in the largest font possible and share it with our viewers. If you're if you're tuning in, thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate you guys. Now let's let's kind of show you what happened. And so this is the August 29th letter. So far, we've we've done this before, but it has not been this um, clear. It was yeah. way more redacted previously, and this is a 252-page document much of it is redacted but the yeah. stuff that isn't uh, and we're going to kind of get into and so if you've seen our schedule three video and if you haven't please do go check that out on our our youtube channel schedule three ohio just broke we had another video on them coming out now we'll do some more after i get them scripted but uh, uh, this is the letter that was sent to ann milgram who is the dea administrator and she got this on August 29th, um, you know, quite a while ago now, I guess. Not not as long as like, Miggy and I won that license in Illinois, which still is an issue. Yeah. But, uh, you know, regulatory speed, right? So Illinois regulatory speed should be slower than uh, federal regulatory speed. This letter happened after the October 6th, 2022 uh, direction and executive order from President Joe Biden to uh, the the HHS and DEA, uh, but they actually in, inculcate uh, FDA on this. The Food and Drug Administration recommends that marijuana mm. be moved. So does this mean that this is going to be an FDA-approved substance now? You let us know. What do you think about that? Well, again, we this is a letter from the Health and Human Services, right, to the DEA. This is uh, yeah, but it, they're saying that the FDA. So they're expressing the wishes of the FDA in this course. letter from HHS. I'm just trying to lay the uh, groundwork for what the significance of those letters. It's coming from the uh, like, what, what, what's the UK's version of this? Because they have a whole uh, health department. Uh, oh, we don't care about the UK. This no, is, but I mean, like, animals legalization is structurally wise. You know, I mean, like, we still. This that's the rules, right? This is this is how you get around. This is how things are going to happen. Um, you know, this is no... how you change the the scheduling of marijuana under federal law, right here under the Controlled Substances Act. Uh, you, and so, like, I don't like how hemp says Delta Nine THC as opposed to just THC because mm -hmm. it disrespects the plant as it doesn't really make Delta Nine THC. Anyway, um, marijuana sure. meets the and like they say blank, and so the. I'm assuming that's criteria under Schedule 3. And then based on my review of the evidence the F and the FDA's recommendation, so the FDA has recommended that it goes to Schedule 3. Does that mean that it's going to be an FDA-approved drug? I don't know. That'll be really interesting as these new rules come uh, at us here in 2024. But then the uh, NC, the National Institute of Drug Abuse, the ND, NIDA, they also uh, agreed with the FDA, and then the HHS also agrees with that. And so based on the review of the evidence and the FDA's recommendation, it is HHS's recommendation as the Assistant Secretary of the Health and Human Services that marijuana should be rescheduled to Class 3 under the Controlled Substances it's Act. Blank. That's what How I do think you know, that, man? <laughs> that's, I, I understand, but that's I'm assuming what that says. Should you have any questions regarding this recommendation, please contact FDA Center for Drug Evaluation Research Office of Executive Programs. And then there is both an email address and a phone call number that you can try to call them at and you know they just will not return your call or email or they'll give you one of those. So like, please email them at that and see if they just give you the most bureaucratic no answer email possible. 
page nine shows withheld pursuance exemption of B5 of the Freedom of Information Act. But why pursuant to exemption? Like, what level of qualification of like, this is going to be good for your health, America, you know, Joe Schmo, you know, number public enemy, you know, like everybody, like basic, uh, you know, who, what are we protecting here when it comes to like, uh, why even have uh, a redacted part for the, uh, 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 as you can you know, see, and like I'm just kind of scrolling through, like that whole page is redacted. But like mm -hmm. we're going to kind of dig into the stuff that we don't have redactions for. Some yeah. of it has to do with how hemp will continue to just be this 800-pound uh, mm -hmm. gorilla loophole that you can drive a bus through, uh, and and there's no reason why if you like somebody wanted an update from North Carolina, just open a hemp store and sell weed and call it THCA hemp. I, I, same I for just, Tennessee, same for Texas. So, yeah, I mean, like, again, the next paragraph, which has heavy redaction, too, it just seems to me like the, the point of, like, say, the scheduling or the uh, actual policy to be in place, you're taking away that part. Why? I mean, what's uh, this seems very significant that this document is still just empty words, right? This is like a, a Trump speech. Where it just like gives you like well, a bunch Trump's of like speech is just like nonsense. This is just blanked out pages. But it does just as much good is what I'm trying to say is like the Trump you... speech gets him elected. This does nothing to tell us what the hell they want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to get to. Because like, so like, the, the first non real redacted page, we have to drop down to page 22. Okay. And so oh. basis for recommendation to blankety blank, 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 Controlled Substances Act. And then it goes back to the introduction on October 6th, 2022, Joseph R. Biden, of course, I think the R stands for Robin Hood, released a statement asking the Secretary of Department of Health and Human Services and the Attorney General, but not FDA, by the way, to initiate the administrative process to redo the expeditiously of how marijuana is scheduled under federal law. And so it just kind of gives the backstory of what they were directed to do. Right. And, uh, and then they talk about the eight factor test. I think they even call it the 8FA right there. Is that a defined term under this? The two most recent HHS 8FAs for marijuana were conducted in 2015. And of course, the science just wasn't there back then. It just, it just wasn't for some reason. Yeah. Uh, and now, of course, it is. Uh, and so they denied both petitions and maintained Schedule 1 status. At the conclusion of that, they needed to make findings on whether or not it is a currently accepted medical use. Right. which is in very um, French, uh, what was that, existentialism terms? <laughs> Camus, C-A-M-U, uh, currently accepted medical use. Camus, of course, spelled his name C-A-M-U-S, as in French, the S is silent. But uh, in treatment in the United States, and then they have all these types of, um, and then they, they, they even go on, to talk about hemp in this and some of the mm -hmm. non-redacted portions concern the hemp plant but not all of it so you can see marijuana right here and then as defined and then they excised out what it means to be hemp and then in the next page on page 23 of 252 most of which is redacted by the way yeah. uh, they they talk about how hemp and then they go to great lengths they even use the triangle nine for delta nine thc concentration oh. which again if congress knew what the hell they were talking about they would know that the cannabis plant doesn't make delta nine it makes thca and then it you know decarboxylates and degrades into delta nine which gets you high mm, there you go i mean that, that that's definitely uh i think in the 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 point the fact that we separate cannabis and, and hemp you know 0.3 percent is, is is just dumb i mean we don't separate oranges by percentages of thc or uh, vitamin c you know like nope. that that would be just as equivalent or vitamin even it doesn't get you high though but see again what what is high it's not a heroin high it's not a uh, uh, psychoactive is what it means. And so that's what they're kind of getting at to. But then this very large paragraph right here, it has some interesting redactions because I don't think they're going to clean this up at all uh, mm. with the, the hemp industry. And I love like screwing with people that are in the hemp industry on, on LinkedIn because they make money from the hemp industry. And I'm like, so you don't want to do this or that. 
or also this. But you're saying that you for cannabis. Mm, interesting. Uh, so here it, it kind of goes through about what the 2018 uh, hemp definition is. And then based on the, let's see here, right in the middle, it's a, notably the FDA's review of the NDA for Epidiolex as well as subsequent HHS 8 FAs found that based on the totality of the available scientific data, good, CBD does not have a meaningful abuse potential. And supporting that finding, the evidence for any abuse potential is also substantially less than all of the substances currently in Schedule 5. And so they're trying to... Um, uh, justify the descheduling of hemp under here but they're using cbd as opposed to thc to like justify that and then thus the decontrol of fda approved drugs that contain cbd derived from cannabis no more than 0.1 percent delta 9 on a dry weight basis is scientifically supported by preclinical and clinical study data products containing predominantly plant-based derived cbd or marketed with the intent of offering consumers a plant-derived cbd product will not be addressed in the scientific and medical evaluation of marijuana it should be noted some hemp derived cbd products may contain delta 9 thc or other cannabinoids in amounts sufficient to produce drug effects more associated with marijuana and may or may not be legally within the definition of marijuana seen missing like reduction 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 and so you're like okay so what are they going to do then are they going to say hemp is cbd and then this delta nine level is not or are they going to clean this up in the next farm bill because a lot of people are just you know they don't think so even though the fact that the the control of the fda approved drugs that contain cbd derived from cannabis with no more than 0.1 percent delta nine it's still acceptable to have this delta nine in the product that's another arbitrary BS number, right? Like, 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 why even, uh, you know, limit that side of it if if you're going to allow it to even be a component of it? Because uh, just even for a natural occurrence, because now you're well, asking why are you the- doing delta nine when the plant doesn't make fucking delta yeah. nine? And you're saying delta nine is the definition of hemp. So it's like, okay, mm. well, that means that you like busted up your hemp and let it like denature because now it's got delta nine in it. But if you go to well, like a dispensary that is taking really good care of its flowers it might just all be thca or it might be like statistically legally hemp you know yeah well i you know i think most consumers don't even take in consideration the 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 natural decarbonation process of the plant oh they don't know what's going on yeah they don't know what's going on they just know like i'm not going to get arrested (laughs) dude you see the little ai that was a little thumb popping up whatever you're paying for that's cool that that is a setting on apple that i can turn off and is now cool then if it's on if it is on if i go like this it it may do it again i don't know but um yeah apple updated that with their most recent browser update that's neat well ios update but it does talk about how drabinol an oral solution of five milligrams for uh, FDA approval in 2016, I want to say Drabinol, is that THC? Yep, there it is. Delta Two products containing Delta 9 THC, Drabinol, which is specifically the negative, negative trans Delta 9 stereoisomer, which of course is maybe, well, it says Delta 9, so it's not going to be legal under hemp. Primary component marijuana that is responsible for the abuse potential has received FDA approval, which of course is hilarious considering it's still a Schedule 1 drug. Uh, and they have 2.5, 5, and 10 milligram capsules of that that have been approved for almost 40 years, since 1985. I mean, this is a silly conversation to have, the whole Camu thing, right? The whole, uh, is there medical uh, purpose for this plant? It's silly. Like, this is, uh, but it's, it's unfortunately the, the science or the law catching up with the science, right? Like, the scheduling Maybe. purpose. Because, and again, we're talking about Marinol, there's components of the plant. The, the goddamn plant is medical. <laughs> you know, it's also a rope. It's also a t-shirt. It's also a good Friday night. It, it depends on what you're growing it for. And so like most of the plant, if it's hemp, it's, it's rope, it's food, it's fiber, uh, it's it's clothing. But um, the other one's not so much. Uh, let's just make sure that we uh, we do a small little... little uh, this and it is 20 past the hour so we're going to celebrate the only way we know how on on this channel completely compliant uh, with a thca hemp 100 legal pre-roll which which i got 
when I was in uh, MJ Biz. And we'll be right back to continue to dissect the eight scheduling considerations for Schedule 3 cannabis, which of course, remember, does not include hemp. Oh, and don't forget to go visit us over at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. If you have any questions about your cannabis company and how we can help you out, whether to get licensed for hemp or for like, you know, real THC weed or what any of this is going to mean for your business. Uh, And if if you're in the industry, thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to drop us a like, click subscribe, uh, and then leave us a comment about where you are currently working in the industry. We love hearing uh, stories from our viewers and our subscribers or listeners that are in the industry and they tune in and they get value from the program. 100%. 100%. You know, by the way, uh, when I bought this P-roll today, uh, Blazy Susan, I saw a bunch of their products in the, in, the, in the shop that I was buying my stuff at. And it just made me just like appreciate like the MJ BizCon, like, you know, the whole thing that people talk about selling out. I mean, that's the eventual thing of an industry, right? And these are the rules that we go over. This is the thing that's going to help it enable the more people like with like low income to come into like the market or try, you know, be a homebrew, be a whatever one day. And so like, it was just so weird, this quandary of like the MSOs being bad versus some that we're going to have to go in business with you and I, like, like as an activist, you know, it's not for me selling. I'm like, fucking, I earn this shit, you know, you and I, and then it will give us time to invest in more into like spreading this word and showing the knowledge that's out there. This is what we've been doing for, you know, fuck to, how long have I known you? 10 years? I don't know, years? man. This hemp sure tastes like weed though. That's what uh, most things. Uh, yeah. Okie dokie. And so, you know, right on. Shout out to our members. If you're one of our members, that's cool. If not, you know, uh, consider joining. And and if you have any questions and you're a member or you throw us a super chat, we'll answer them to the best that we can. Let's get back into the stuff that was leaked about Schedule 3 cannabis and why it is common. The considerations for scheduling marijuana as they were directed under this particular provision that is cited right there. It's uh, 21 U.S.C. 811. That's under the Controlled Substances Act, Section 811B. They reviewed the eight factors. And then these eight factors are totally recited and much of it is redacted, unfortunately. But it is, number one, the actual or relative potential for abuse. Number two, scientific evidence of its pharmacological effect, if known, which is hilarious because why would you have a drug with unknown effects? (laughs) Number three, the state or current scientific knowledge regarding the drug or other substance, its Mm. history and pattern of abuse, the scope, duration, and significance of abuse. What, if any, risk is there to the public, its psychic or physiological dependence or liability, and whether the substance is an immediate precursor of a substance already controlled. And um, so, yeah, they just start going through marijuana. Did did Aspirin have this kind of fucking rigor more about it? You know what I mean? Like when what other drugs was already generic by then, like weed was already generic by then, too. That's the fucking rub of it, you know? Well, thing, what other thing has this much like just like we have to dissect the, the legality of it? But well, you know, if it just wasn't for the damn commies. This would never have happened. But unfortunately, commies. And then now, like, people are like, oh, we don't have to support Ukraine. Just let Russia kill them. It's like, sons of bitches. <laughs> but um, they, they History. don't care. Like, things just change. And let's get to the redactions. Speaking of things yeah. just changing. In an epidemiological analysis below regarding the prevalence of marijuana abuse and associated harms evaluated, including comparators such as blankety blank, 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 blank. Each individual mm. epidemiological database was evaluated. A specific group of drugs and non-enemy competitor was evaluated under each database. Blankety blank, 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 blank. <laughs> and um, that will continue to come up more and more. And so they talk about its, its potential for abuse. And then there's just these blanks. But then by the time you get to like page 31 and it starts to like, like the guy who was doing the redactions just started like, like he's feeling it. He's just taking them all out. He's just like, and the risk presented to public health blank. 
This is why you need a lawyer as a friend, Dang. folks, because yeah. you know he's already read the document. Like I'm going through this whole thing with you live. Like uh, it's, but this is also the rule of fucking making that you go through it all the time, right? You follow these feeds, these different, um, whatever. You know, this is how you do it. What page are you on, bro? I I am now on page thirty. I love how they can in page thirty they start talking about Marinol, which has been a Schedule Three drug for almost forty years, by the way, and and that Schedule Three drug, which of course is not a plant like this hemp was, mm-hmm. it becoming a cigarette, which invariably is more of a drug now because I've actually yeah. created a system in which that I can inhale it, uh, as opposed to it just being you know a, a flower like. A, window dressing a bouquet you know as opposed to a drug yeah well and again you can buy a gallon of vodka and consume it you can buy a terminal value like you can buy a terminal amount of vodka like you can buy a terminal amount of like you know guns and bullets as well because Mm. like you just need one of each and so and and then the other one like with the the vodka though you can be like i will take six bottles of this vodka please here you go sir thank you very much here's my id i'm allowed to buy this you trust me okay see you later but like in illinois uh where they have uh cannabis which is supposedly legal by the way especially if you call it hemp uh, you can have an ounce of weed which means like shittily stored thca hemp because then your thca denatures into delta 9 thc and then you have like volumes of it because you can weigh it and shit and and then you know you have an ounce but let's say you have an ounce and a half which is not very much and i'm gonna round up and say 30 grams is an ounce which is not true it's 28 but still let's say you are caught with less than a hundred grams of weed which would be like less than a quarter pound uh that would be charged it's a quarter pound they would not net out the amount of legal possession that you had well uh, depends on where you see the law is all semantic, right? Depends if you were freaking Texas. If you had eight pounds of brownies, they call and you it just eight... called it all THCA hemp. And I bought it at the local dispensary. What the hell's the problem, officer? Yeah, you hope, but uh, Texas, hey man, <laughs> like I'm just gonna move to Texas, get my law license activated there, and become a criminal lawyer. Live out I mean, my days and just get some overalls or sus- suspenders and be like, I'm just a simple prairie lawyer. You're in Texas. I'm still defending against this man who was busted with simple hemp. That would be $50,000. To keep him out of jail, yeah. But, you know, that's where this this scheduling is going to be an issue for enabling financial means, right? But, uh, yeah, let's continue on. Uh, you can continue on. And then, so, like, as you continue, now we're in factor two, scientific evidence of its pharmacological effects, if known, because that's how you want your evidence about like scheduled drugs that you are allowed to be prescribed, known. Uh, anyway, and so factor two, as they considered under the Controlled Substances Act in rescheduling cannabis to schedule three, uh, they looked at the second factor. And this is how, when we write these uh, cannabis licenses, except for the hemp ones, you just get those. Uh, this is how it is to deal with regulations. They are literally complying with the law with yeah. the document that they've written here. Granted, they're also complying with other laws with how much they have <laughs> redacted. Mm. Okay, we're going to do this. We're going to comply. The overview presented below relies upon current scientific information available in the public domain. Why on earth you would need to redact the next page after you say this is available, the public domain, currently (laughs) known scientific information. The next page is blank, motherfucker. What the shit is that? And you think would also like to say what the shit is that? Don't forget, smash them likes. Was was it an intern? Do you, do you think it's some poor schmub was just like, hey, I get no, paid for no, this no. paragraph? Because the fucking postal service called us or like emailed me to take down shit on, on cannabisindustrylawyer.com. Don't forget to go there, by the way. You should, do it. especially if you're in the industry and you need good counsel. Uh, and so they told me that I wasn't allowed to use a picture of a postage stamp because they owned the like copyright or trademark to it and so i had to like take them down even though i got them in a public domain mm. database 
You know, I wasn't going to like try to rip them off. You know, we don't want to be associated with your dirty words, though, cannabis and all that shit. Well, that, uh, that's that's just kind of like how it is. I mean, the, the prejudice runs deep, especially in the legislature. And then, yeah, the but OK, so you have prejudice, but then you also have loophole lovers or like, um, I don't want to follow them rules. I just want to make an honest buck kind of guys. And right, so, well, the, yeah, the, the Delta nine thing. Right. Like, so basing these rules, this this advice, it's all about the rule this it's all about the plant right when you light it it's not about the plant when it's like in the no, box it's, all, it's, it's not it's about the like according to the law it's about the plant when it was tested that's it right but i mean like a delta nine if you're gonna like you were saying the plant itself never produces delta nine so like it will take like aged ass weed to reach that so i mean this is gonna be like really uh, aged ass like I think if you had uh, an eighth of THC, and like this is the shit that I think we need to get somebody. And like we have some guests that you need to like hang out for, by the way, not on this episode, but coming. Like we'll have more guests on after 420 somewhere. But uh, a, a YouTube video where I take and I test THCA flower and then like shit that you buy at the dispensary. And then we let you know how much denaturing it's going to take before it's going to test hot. Like if you leave it out in the sun in your car overnight or something like that, mm. like how much ignorance or like that ignorance, like ignoring of the substance do you have to have before that THCA will denature over into Delta nine? This is going to take somebody with some money that's willing to go to the system and use it as defense, right? Like just to say like, test my shit. It's as per, you know, but this whole, this, letter is silly ish though like i'm on down the 33 where it talks about animal abuse related behavioral effects and it's blank yeah like like why 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 would you even include but I, it? I just love how it says like what follows <clears throat> and again if you're just joining us like our lead story has to do with the rescheduling of cannabis to schedule three and the foia request that this wasn't just a FOIA request, by the way. Like this, I think it's Matthew. I think it's Matthew Zorn is the name of the lawyer. He had to FOIA and then sue to enforce the FOIA and then just got data with this many redactions uh, Thursday on December 7th. And so like, you know, now this is a, an example of your government at work for your benefit, which, you know, it, it hopefully is. But factor two, scientific evidence of its pharmacological effects, if known which evidently well, is interesting, but the, public the overview presented, yeah, right. The overview presented relies on the current scientific evidence available in the public domain. Yeah. Blank, 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 blank. And then human behavior and psychological effects also known and in the public domain. Blank, blank, this blank. is the best way to say you did some research without doing research, right? Like, just like, here's some shit that we redacted. Like, is there a real document now? I'm questioning. Like, did someone just, like, hey, let's just give them this, like, I shit. I can't write all that right now. We'll just blank it out, bro. But <laughs> we first, don't have a source. I want, oh my gosh, do you think they do that shit like they do, like, at South Park and stuff, where they, it's just like, we're sorry, and they're just rubbing their nipples. And so, um, because it's one of those where it's like, this is based on stuff that's known in the public domain. Nothing, 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 nothing. <laughs> topic, nothing. Topic, nothing. So, uh, human behavioral and psychological effects, blank, but it's public domain. And then it references still, if you look at this little annotation, it talks about like, I, 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 double talk for like, I, I, dude, is there an even, I, I question if there's a real document, if there's a real letter, right? Because like totally they talk. Real. To, this is how the shit works, man. No, dude, there's no real, like I, what significance are you redacting shit? Like I, what is the harm to society, it, 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 especially your own governmental American type? Like, hey, aren't you here for fact-based you know, uh, laws and shit like, like this is, is going to people's lives and businesses. Like that's the one thing I witnessed, like when we were at MJ BizCon, dude, was all the uh, people who were investing in it. You know, like there's real people, like people in the restaurant world or whatever. Like I, it's interesting to see, you know, it's interesting to be part of it, but uh, blank the state of current scientific knowledge regarding the drug or other substance. Blanks. Oh, wait. Just no, more wait. blanks. There's a sentence. 
Oh, go ahead. Uh, under the third factor, the secretary must consider the state of current scientific knowledge regarding marijuana. And like, then what happens? <laughs> What's after that? What what comes immediately after that sentence? And then keep scrolling. Two, two B fives, blankety blank. But why why even blank. two blanks? Why couldn't you just go whoosh, blank one blank? Like oh, like so like for people who aren't just listening because uh, it's not how so it people, works when you're redacting government data. I mean, you're telling me like there's a, a sentence in a paragraph that's blank there. Like what? I, mm. and then you include a whole page as blank. Like how long was the blank document that you're blanking? I don't know. I don't know. It gets it gets like kind of sick. Let's just kind of like fast forward through the blankety blank blank blanks so we can uh-huh. do some other news stories besides the blankety blank blank blanks. Um, and uh, let's yeah, go ahead and just start like scrolling through the blanks because I, I i thought i had mine oh. in my screen shared oh there the, you go uh, currently accepted medical use of marijuana to inform its scheduling recommendation hss is conducting an evaluation of whether marijuana has a camu or for a purpose of scheduling under the csa 21 it's like the, that's the director right that's the actual and here's the instruction such an Correct. evaluation that's how you write this that's how you yeah. write compliant regulatory jargon and so that cuts how you're supposed to write a cannabis application if we still had regulated cannabis industries i mean, I mean there's always gonna be a form of regulation no matter what that's the thing is like regulation we use as a, a generic word of like right. you know there's the rules some more, there's some more factor four history and pattern of use under the fourth factor here's the history and patterns of marijuana abuse including relation to relevant competitor substance or competitive substances that are also abused and yeah. blanks keep coming the blanks Three, keep, and then like the oh there we go and current patterns in medical and so they just give you like the starter sentence yes and then it just blanks. And it's like here's what we're going to talk about here we're not going to talk about nothing here here's what we're going to talk about we're also not going to talk about nothing right <laughs> and then it'll just go on for and then i love it it's like what the fuck? conclusions what conclusions a waste of, of what, bro? Conclusions, my goddamn ass. <laughs> I mean, the, where's the direction? That's the uh, so misleading and 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 so just a waste of time. When it comes to like actually get Let's on with it. Waste of time. Let's play name that strain. There we go. Hey, thank you for joining us, by the way, on Cam's Realization News. We've been doing a deep dive into the schedule for the research for the 260-page report of the reactions of Republican information. With that, we interrupt that with uh, this name, that strain right there. Looks um, pretty cushy and dank, you know? It's got purples and uh, one of those golf ball-sized structures or, like, the things that you wouldn't even see. You'd be like, yeah, it's an indica. And I'm assuming mm. it's, it's got some indica in it. I'm not sure what it actually comprises. I definitely would have thought that. Um, I like the name. The whole, it's, uh-huh. it's, it's a good movie. To our, uh... Of course. Oh, actually, they <laughs> say that this is a, uh, which is interesting. It's an indica dominant Oreo cross with a sweet sativa devil driver. And so it's a hybrid, which ones aren't. Come on. And uh, so Oreos and Devil Driver are the parents of that one. Oreos, lovely strain. I, I There's a Sub-Zero out there out of Oklahoma that I hope to get soon. And um, it should also be lovely. Nice. I've still got any, uh, any guests on that? Oh, Hyatt Nine's joining us. Shout out to Hyatt Nine. If you're going to be in WeHo and are looking for some weed, check out Hyatt Nine News. Yeah, he's been one of the longest. Like uh, I, I told you, he knows uh, Forbacher. Like they, he brought him to Hempfest. It was interesting to me. To uh, I think he was like eighty when he came over and uh, still surfs and whatnot at the time. Yeah, nothing right now. Purple rain, nope. Uh, Sour D, not. Um, I can't even think of a good. Um, That's what oh, happens. There's a good uh, a book thrown, you know, off of it. Title, but a movie from nineteen oh, Justin. Somebody. Good deal. Justin Paulnick totally nails Dante's Inferno. Let's get rid of the overlay. Dante's Inferno takes the crowd favorite indica dominant Oreos and crosses it with the sweet sativa leaning devil driver. Dante's Inferno, dense structure coated with resinous crystals that makes it appear coated in frost. Beautiful. Wow. I love weed. That's a pretty good nice. Gas and melon. 
Uh, and so, yes, these are the pretty things. They should be able to get a THC license for that and not like call it THCA and just ship it all over the country. But um, the seeds should still be hemp. Leave it at the seeds as hemp. Don't give me a pre-roll and call it hemp. I mean, you're, you're getting, you're giving people out there just a legal, like, like this whole industry is based on people willing to take a chance. And, you know, back in the day, it was people who just put it in their backpack. Now there's full on grows and, 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 and people who know how to farm. And, uh, it's, it's a, it's a different world. It used to be, but it's not perfect, but we're getting there. Just like overall, like policy, even policy. We got some yep. good news coming up. Oh, you got good news? You got that already queued up? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we just did a bumper. Go with another financials. One. Yeah, I don't know. Not financials. Just go with another story. Is what I mean. I mean, oh, what bumper? I was thinking. You don't need to do the bumper. We just ah. did the bumper. Yeah. Oh, you're good. So, you as congressman introduced a bill to remove cannabis from the CSA, allow interstate commerce, and provide 280e relief. Uh, is this that States Act thingy? Let's see. It probably is the States Act. The is it, is it a Republican that uh, introduced it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the uh, strengthening of the Tenth Amendment through entrusting states. Which yes, that is a Republican out of Ohio, David Joyce. Yes, uh, strengthening the Tenth Amendment through entrusting states act, also known as the undermining the Commerce Clause of the Constitution, undermining Article One, Section Eight of the Constitution Act. Um, undermines how? Yeah. Like, like cause because I because of the way that everything that's like you are talking about regulating the uh, interstate commerce of a cannabis plant uh, as a commodity in interstate commerce, and then you're going to entrust the Tenth Amendments to make intrastate determinations on that which is completely mm. discordant from like the entire basis of article one section eight of the control not the control substance act i just say that so often the fucking constitution bro uh and so uh, having that there it just it always tickles me it's going like wow your policy preferences showing bro act of 2008 but I love how they're going to try to strengthen the 10th Amendment by saying that there will not be an interstate market in cannabis. And so states can discriminate against themselves with how they will actually organize and operate and regulate their bullshit markets. I mean, the whole thing, I think, is just, uh, just a, you know, you know, I, I have so many not good words for what this it's It's, it's, it's not, not not worth a, a, an effort. I mean, it sounds good. It's like uh, emotions, just uh, another freaking stroke. Where can we get these placebos? I hear yeah. they're great. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. appreciate you know, can, you know. We still got the the, the banking and then uh, uh, the Morax. So and then what's the other one? The Kaka bill. So you got three. Oh, the Kaka bill is not coming back. And then, and then so then one of the things that I like about uh, you know stories like this. Hopefully, there's the legislation. Oh, good. And so this is what I really like because when you go to law school, you're like. I don't give two fucks about a goddamn news story. Mm -hmm. Where's the opinion? Where's the law? Where's the regulations? Exactly. And after that, we'll write our own goddamn news story. But mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, uh, uh, so there, there it is. That it is a 15 page bill to, to mm. legalize it. You know, this is really serious when it's 15 pages. I mean, it, it takes into consideration some things, but like overall, I think the motions that are happening right now with like, FDA, those are that's the those are the motions that are really gonna, you know, that's gonna be your get out of jail free card, your arguments in, in court. You know, these are the things that you need to look at, not something that's not even like fruition. You know, and, right. and you know what's funny, dude? Like we're talking about like uh the MJ biz and then how I was saying how like appropriate it was for it to be in Vegas, because to me a lot of this is still gambling, it's business is gambling, but you're like, no, but it's not because Business's here are the cash. rules. Cash flow management is. and risk mitigation. And that's the word, risk mitigation. But you even do that in gambling because you have to like take into consideration numbers, right? Like and odds. But and, you and, never and, like that's the problem. I mean, like, if you knew you were going to lose, why are you playing the game? Well, the odds I'm saying for like that bill to go through are just like it's like shit. It's like it's like you know what I'm saying. Like uh, I wouldn't even like trust. But like it's unfortunate that there's this buildup that happens, this commotion that people think, oh. You know, look, the Republican Party's like, no, that just says like even anything with Nancy Mace, none of that shit's no. like a thing. It's not a uh, uh, worth your time investment. 
you know, but like you have real things like the next article where uh, I don't know if you want to talk about that one or. No, no, I'm, I'm just reading the States Act. And so it, oh, okay. it, just it's like mind splittingly insane. And so uh, now imagine that they aren't really necessarily legalizing and just saying instead saying like the, the states can do whatever they want. Right. And so which is already happening. But then how do you even like regulate it at a federal level? Now you just have like every state discriminating uh, against every yeah, other yeah, state. Yeah. And so, like, it's the only thing, and that's not. Can you imagine if they did that with like? That'd be horrible. Well, you would see the disparity. Electrical companies, like you know, think about all the technology, Mm. like the the non-uniformity, the non-uniformity of our nationwide market. But just the silliness of thinking through it, but then they don't think through it because they just want to be like, states' rights. Yeah. Well, ah, buzzwords. That's what that is, dude. It's it's like or a like us the states. To yeah, do what? yeah. Regulate the federal cannabis markets. Or morality. <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. But uh, yep. uh, you got the. Uh, the uh, which one do you want to go next, or? Oh, I, I'm still geeking out at that. But the <laughs> one after that is uh, <laughs> also pretty like pretty cryptically stupid. Again, mm. what? Uh, this almost should be the uh, uh, the other one. I mean, we've we've gone on to the forty six past. When do we get to the hard part of like? Is there a setting on uh, Google Docs where you can have it like you know with you can in um, a word where you have like that pane and like all the word like the the, the actual thumbnails there? Because trying to like flip back and forth between the the show notes sometimes is like you know. See that's why I, I just pre I, I, what I do is I expose I click I click all the links in a row and I have them all in tabs mm-hmm. and then as we go I just delete oh, that's, close that, that drains a lot of like memory from your system though that might explain why sometimes you don't have very good uh, yeah. yeah but you know it's the user experience you're supposed yeah. to optimize to that result no I'm lazy and it's easier and, and also I think that is the experience right because I have the conversation ready I have uh, the lineup let's go. <laughs> All right. Uh, there's that. There's that. But then we have to, I'm going to re- weave that into our shit I wasn't expecting because we can start with Georgia and then hit the mm-hmm. Ohio one real quick. You got that one queued. I put up this one. It's got every single ad that you want. Yes. Herb Ally brought to you by every single ad that you want. Uh, you're coming in and out and i don't know if it's your bandwidth or your audio um but uh i can yeah, check my you, settings why well, you tell you are i don't know how you know it's just what it is some people noticed it but not just let you know da threatens georgia because you know my shit freezes sometimes too and that's when i get it's just a fucking bandwidth stream thing i think it's you uh, crossing streams man we're just crossing oh, yeah, streams. you got all those tabs open you gotta you know you gotta mind your uh your ram well, we're crossing streams with 355 people right now, which is dope. So, like, yeah, yep. DEA threatens Georgia pharmacies over dispensing medical marijuana under state law. Uh, scroll down. Hey. Georgia recently became the first U.S. state to allow pharmacies to sell medical marijuana. What? Oh, okay. With nearly 120 facilities applying to sell cannabis oil as of October. Oh, but it's just oil, huh? That's their fucking whacked-ass rule. But now the federal government. But they uh, just they they effectively turned every dispense. I'm sorry, every pharmacy that wanted to be into a dispensary. That's right. Uh, DA is warning pharmacies that dispensing THC. Whoa, that's fucked up, dude. See, this is the part where like the government can influence local policy because like back in 2011, when like the banking industry was threatening people with like mortgages and loans and paying rent, like like they were threatening people. That a lot of people I saw move out here in Washington State, relocate because the person who was uh, who owned that property was being threatened uh, per their mortgage or whatever. You know, and nobody wants their money messed with. So uh, the DA is warning pharmacies that dispensing TAC is unlawful because it remains a Schedule One drug. All DEA residents, including DEA registered pharmacies, are required to abide by all relevant federal laws and regulations, says a copy of a letter sent to Georgia Pharmacy. Yep. Ah, it's a bummer. Well, I mean, it's it's one of those things where I did a video on that crap. 
but uh, it, you know they they are just following the procedures that they believe that they have the money in their budget to follow, even though the state is like they can't take they might not have even been able to have the money to take that enforcement protocol because like that still they can't get it like they have oh, no yeah. money to get in the way of state and it's a medical cannabis program. So like it's one of those where like did they need to have an evidentiary hearing before they sent that letter? I thought they did. Either way, CB Shanks is asking that Texas and I Texas needs to legalize now. Uh go see if you can buy THCA flower in Texas. That might be Texas legalization for the next 5 years. And that's your medical department, you know, your medical program that they have now too is essentially a THC or a CBD a, program. Yeah, it's a CBD program and they don't really care. And so yeah. they might not even issue any more licenses. It just might be if you want to sell weed in Texas, get a hemp license and say it's hemp. That's it. And again, this is, it's a battle. You got to choose your fights, right? Like, because this just affects your employment. Because there's so many aspects of this law that you got to look at, depending on how you exist in life, right? You're, well, we're doing it, yeah, but then like, oh, shit, we are yeah. we are not just growing any weed and then selling it online and just calling it hemp. We're trying to get a license in a limited market state where it costs like two million dollars to open a dispensary because of how much crap they make you go through. And if you just say it's THCA hemp, it costs like one twentieth of that to get operational. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is that? That is that's a huge existential risk for your industry. Well, I, and I, I think though it's also uh, selective prosecution too, right? Because they don't the DA didn't have to send these fuckers a letter. They didn't have to send anybody or threaten anybody's existence. They they could just look the other way. But for some reason, they say, oh. These are like the laws that are existed. I, you know, I just, I just, I get that it's a, it's the rule. It's part of the rule because of the CSA. But overall, in society, it's like, why is it? You, are you selecting this part of the rule? Unless because you, you're, you're essentially just fucking with people, and that's where this law uh, uh, is enabled. Is it's a bad? It enables bad plays. It enables bad performances onto people's lives until yeah. there's this, you know. Uh, it, but it does, but then everybody's trying to do it their own certain way. And so we yeah. don't have a fucking set of rules. We got zillion rules, most of them, which contradict with one another. So then we don't got an industry. We can't try to get anything done in any kind of cohesive way to achieve any policy goals because it's just so fucked up all over the place. And you go over here and it's this way, you go over there and it's that way, you go over mm-hmm. here and it's somewhere else, you know, um, what other things like that? What other substance? You know that is like 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 in Ohio, like, like we're we're talking about like like the fact that they created a law, and the, even the fact that this was even a risk, this was even a chance to be like within the uh, they gave them a month before it became operational. So like yeah. within that month of becoming operational, the legislature stepped in and said, "We got to change these things." You were wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. You're you know all this. Uh, majority voting thing is fucked up <laughs> you know you know it's, it's kind of yeah why why not just proceed the way the because the, the stimmy on the actual businesses is losing your local community so much money right like we, we talk about how greed is bad and all this other stuff but there is markets and actual sustainability that your uh social people can profit from not just like financially but like judicially like why are we wasting our time with this shit this is not a you know uh shouldn't be a pressing matter we got enough yeah but let's go to the but then ohio ohio went and ohio then went quick and so ohio had a, a ballot initiative a month ago and then they legalized it but then uh Within that month before it became effective, this past December 7th, the legislature swooped in and made some changes. And so what's on the agenda in Ohio? This was just our most recent video that came out. It's Mm -hmm. doing all right. You know, it's over 10,000 views. But in a fast moving week, they say the Senate came out and they created 
a fairly bipartisan, it's 28 to 2 passage of the amended bill. Uh, it has some changes to what issue two provided for. These are the changes between the, the new law and then what issue two provided for. They did not change the possession limit, 2.5 ounces of cannabis. So does that mean that it is two and a half times more legal in Ohio than it is in Illinois? Because mm -hmm. I can only have an ounce. They can have two and a half ounces. Well, I think what we're looking at too is the, I think is the, the license structure, the regulation structure, that side of things as far as like, how do you get into this market? How, you know, it's... As I said before, it's not like this big hippie drum circle no more. Like legalization, it's not, you know, Hempfest, all the gatherings, all the shit. That's not what legalization is about. It's about like a, a progressing society of us like just not being prosecuted or persecuted or anything like that. But like there's going to be a store you got to go to. There's going to yeah. be a person that grows for that store. There's going to be some Adults, dude that so Adults yeah. get to grow. And so, yeah. but it's six yeah. plants a household. So that's a change. It was two adults per household for 12 plants under issue two. Mm. No cultivation tax though. So no cultivation tax. That got struck out. THC potency cap, 35% for plant material. But I think that's like all flower. Test it again and pay the tester. Like, and, and to like, can you declock this by 1%? But I don't think that's going to be an issue. Not for that's no. not going to be an issue. No. But fifty percent extracts—that's an issue, that's bro. An issue. That's like basically hash. Fifty yeah. percent extracts. Hash might be about fifty percent. But nobody—I don't want to smoke a fifty percent vape pen. Well, <laughs> that's for sure. But you know, I'm just keep thinking that now. It just makes me think about this is how it's going to be a limited market there when it comes to like when we talk about limited markets. It's not also about like the amount of licenses, but it's the amount of products, SKU codes. You know, the things that we've looked at in the business side of things, where it's like you, they still constrain themselves, but I mean, big big leaps, I guess. You know, at least for uh, the long. They also side. changed the uh, licensing. Statewide cap now, uh, 350 dispensaries. Hmm. So 130 medical dispensaries are already on the table. And then there was supposed to be another, they were supposed to actually double that number. So it would be up to like 260. And then they were going to do another 50 social equity applicant licenses. I don't know what's going to happen on those uh, because issue two called for something but they've capped it at 350. So let's see in the coming months what the rules say on how they're going to do that licensing. In, uh, existing medical dispos can transition to adult use sales in 90 days. They used to be given like a plus one. So maybe they're just going to start with the 130 dispensaries and say we got another 200 and what, 20 to issue. I'm cool with that, especially if they do it like they did the previous times. I think they got to get on board quick because uh, right now they what they've enabled with a law because um, there's going to be a lot of home grows now. Um, with that's good. Home right? grows don't home grows are great for the industry. Yeah. Look at uh, Michigan and look at Missouri. Both have healthy home grow, and and so I fucked the shit out of my goddamn rock wool plants when I was traveling the past two weeks. And my, my pH pen was also on the fritz. So I was flying blind and that did not go well. And, and, and that is fine. But um, even though I grow at home, I go and buy weed, you know, and then I oh, would sure, buy dude. more weed and it's just at a price point issue then. And so like once the price point gets to like Washington state, West coast prices or, or uh, Oklahoma prices or like, you know, uh, Michigan prices or, or Massachusetts prices where you have selection and price point shit, man. Sometimes I just have to buy the tomato from the grocery store. You know, like I can't yeah. be making that tomato. Well, I mean, like, you know, I, I didn't make this beer. I went to the store and bought it, but I could also go to a bar and drink with other people who want to or whatever. Well, so those are differences of licenses. And so that's kind of what they were yeah. getting at with the consumption loan license over in uh, um, uh, Las Vegas that we we're at. But if you just have another class of licenses called hemp that completely occupies the field of all the regulations, what's the fucking point? <clears throat> I mean... There's a lot of aspects to the rulemaking, like depending on what you want to do. You know what I mean? Like fundamentally, 
you know, like how you and I know each other. Is this like we should be like just I should be allowed to have a homegirl, grow my own shit, and not get fucked with, right? But also, like, I was never when I was younger, I never grew. I tried to grow like one or twice and it was horrible. And uh, uh, then when I got older and I had more access, I did. But uh, my my really hands-on behind the scenes was like, you know, buying large amounts and then splitting it up. And then, and, and, you know, a middle businessman. I was a middleman, you know, but uh, right. uh, not distributor. Not a, yeah, it was just, yeah. But like, it wasn't like uh, branding or anything like that. It was just like trying to pay for its own shit for me. It was like, okay, I do consume a lot of weed. And like, I don't want like the whatever money I do from nine to five be the decision maker. I want, you know, what I can sell for a quarter pound was in, in five minute motion and, and, and recoup the cost was like, that's business, right? Like, uh, I'm a big fan of business. And I just, Sometimes that's the unfortunate part of like the legalization is I've always said like when Walmart gets involved, you know, it sucks, but there's still going to be like small mom and pops. But the thing is, unless people be able to get fucked with, you know, like the, the enabling of the law, you know, until it's federally, you know, overall, uh, the, even like a state's right bullshit thing would just still limit your uh motion right like as when i was younger i used to travel a lot and then like it would be love to like not i, I would be fine getting pulled over if i didn't you know like not get my butt puckered because i have you know a pipe and a small amount of like you know weed so it sucks but you know the regulations changing too like when it came to the business side of things uh i got the colorado story i don't know if you want to talk about that real quick i think that's kind of huge as far as like uh the seed to sell tracking right like when it came to legalization C to sell, I always thought was like dumb, right? Because they're talking about diversion and C yeah. to sell. Some, the only time the, the track is important is for your own inventory. It's only for your own purpose. It doesn't have to be a portion of the law per se. I mean, it's, it's still for diversion purposes. And so like that's that's really why the C to sell is there. So it's supply control diversion. Yeah, but Colorado is discontinuing the traceability tags. So I mean, that like when you cut out a little bit less out, like it, it just shapes it and it was more for like the it's just another business it's just like it's just a plant you know with this key test at 30 see that's uh yeah. i don't mean i'll meet that 50 percent. yeah and so there you go and so you're gonna have extracts of keef and and hash and that's probably it but then if you'd like to make hash ohio will be pretty cool mm. if you try to make vapes that sucks you're gonna need to oh. amend that law they'll shape the markets will shape as, as people get involved and people with money who who don't want to go to jail or want to enable a bigger market right because enabling the markets this is all fucked up about america when it comes to like changing the laws is the money talks but uh you know if you, you want to change the rules either fucking run for office or or have big money to invest in somebody donate yeah, right <laughs> good luck with that one uh, Man, I've been here for an hour now. And fucking 343. Fuck yes, people. All right. Well, because we have 343 people, uh, well, 348, uh, we will just do an international story because oh, we go. maybe one of you is from Europe. In international news, the European Commission must address quality of medicinal cannabis across the EU. This is coming from CannabisHealthNews.com. Six years after legalization of medical cannabis in Greece, majority of patients still rely on illegal market. It's not just America that fucks up this shit, guys. <laughs> Check that out. We got, uh, despite being one of the first European countries to legalize medicinal cannabis in 2017, the current regulations mean that six years later, patients in Greece are still no longer able to access illegal products. So this is a whole European Union thing then, right? Like the, the EU is European. Uh, but oh, like, yeah. you know, the brain doesn't really think like that sometimes. Well, they still have to work on the reclassification of marijuana under the federal, I'm sorry, the international treaties so that it can be reduced past like legalized use, not just medicinal or research-based use. Otherwise, like you're going to just legalize research-based weed to be compliant with federal, I'm sorry, international treaties. 
That'd be amazing to, you know, if that got rectified, then to be able to not just interstate, but inter intercontinental, the, uh, you know, the experience, uh, Ukrainian weed or, uh, even legacy places like Amsterdam, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of basements I would love to smoke their weed from. That'd be great. Amsterdam can just have a basement weed based economy, shipping it all over Europe. Uh, maybe one day in the future. Mm -hmm. They just think that it's bad for you, and I don't like the smell. And so, like the law changes slower than you would be um, surprised to hear. And then, not only that, it changes faster in different pockets. So, what the law was five years ago ain't the law no more. No, I mean it's it's just yeah. it's just strange about how it works. Well, well, well you, you you've been there actually when it was like peak uh, laissez faire, but like a lot of times, you know, that's the. Right, the, the the law in in, in that place is, is the way it is is because the law says you can have it as an, you know in a cafe, but you can't like grow it, so there's no market. So, but like all this hash shows up magically that is on a menu, like the, 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 the that's been a weird thing since I was young. So, like, at what point do you get to fix this? So, at what you point do you just say this is silly and why don't we actually regulate this subject? Yeah. They don't care, man. That's the thing. Uh, if you like weed, somebody else probably doesn't. And there might be two or three of him to every one of you. I, I don't get that part, though. Even like if it's not even just weed or fundamentally, this thing's been around for thousands of years. It hasn't affected anybody's lives, but yet it's still a thing, right? Like it's, you know, people speaking up against it or about it. It's a uh, taboo, you know, your bank, your your social media, how your, your, your work. You know, this, that, and that's the one thing that uh, uh, is, it sucks. But yeah. and that's and that's a part of, of all this regulation will help fix too, the employment side of things and whatnot. Oh my goodness! Yeah, Schedule Three is going to be amazing. The hemp's are going to be able to take a free ride on a lot of this shit, and mm -hmm. they're going to be like, "Well, we were leading." No, you weren't. You're exploiting a loophole and bankrupting people and not paying your taxes. But, oh, yeah. uh, or as they call it in some portions of the United States, a fair dollar. <laughs> Ticking the herbs. Honest buck. That's right. <laughs> uh, this is the chance. I mean, this is, that's the whole point of this thing is it'll give everybody a chance. You know, uh, I saw in Illinois, you guys are still have yet to distribute the equity uh, money from whatever. Uh, one of the groups that Laura was part of, uh, she shared some uh information so i mean there's still a lot of work to be done as far as oh yeah a lot of yeah. that but then again that money is getting funded by sales from recreational retail weed not gas station pre-rolls mm. yeah which is still part of the tight regulation of the market itself the existence no it's of just it. the thca hemp loophole you just mm. sell weed oh i got you all that remember that one guy the guy with the backpack that was clear that yeah. said it was THC hemp. Yeah. Yeah. That guy is selling weed nationwide. I want you to know that. That's the guy, man. He was more concerned about handing me some free bud, like because he's all like, "Man, I can't do it here at MJ Biz, right?" Kicking me out, get him getting kicked out, then him yeah. shipping it over the mill online or wherever, you know, like that's the, the the thing, right? People are willing to take that chance, and that's good. You know, good on you guys. Yeah. Right on. All right. Well, that's our show for the week. Uh, we have guests coming up. I need to send emails uh, and okay. then I will send those emails and we'll start booking those guests. Yeah, get your, your people that you want to have. Come on, Miggy. Yeah. Uh, talk about crap because this industry is full of. <laughs> no, dude, I got uh, I'm going to do an indigenous podcast recording soon. Um, I got talking to Mary Jane, but also going to talk to uh, uh, Lance Peterson and Todd, a gentleman uh, from Minnesota that they were rated uh, his uh, business. So I think it'd be an interesting indigenous rights conversation. So, yeah. Cool. Right on. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We really appreciate you. And uh, consider like leaving us comments, subscribing, yes. and liking our shit because it really helps the channel. Take a look. Love it. Smash it. <laughs>